Welcome back, Nets fans. Sad times, of course. It is over. Kevin Durant and the Kyrie Irving era is gone for the Brooklyn Nets. It all was good just a week ago, as Kanye West once said. And, um, you know, of course, on Thursday, I think it was, Kyrie requested a trade. He was out by Sunday. Kevin Durant had his private meeting with the uh, the Nets, and obviously he voiced his frustration and said, I want out of here. And this morning or last night, whatever you want to call it, 1 a.m. for me, he was a member of the Phoenix Suns, and I had to wait all day to make this video because of work, so I'm sorry about that, but I was able to kind of just, you know, kind of digest this and take it all in and just think about it all day and sitting in net spaces and listening to other people's perspectives. There are people that are very livid about what's happened and some people that are excited to get back to just basketball and not worrying about the drama. I'm a person that the reason I am a sports fan is because I do love the game, of course, but I do want to win championships. That is the point, in my opinion, of even playing is, is to win championships. And I know without Kyrie, there's going to be less distractions. There's going to be less headaches and things like that and unpredictability. But you once again, like teams kill to get in this position to be championship contenders. And even before Kyrie was traded, the Brooklyn Nets, like this is a week ago. We're not going back like two years or last year. No, like a week ago, the Nets were still top three in NBA finals odds. Like they were right there. The Nets were maybe one or two moves away from putting themselves at the number one spot to compete for a title this season. Not next year, not the year after, this year. And for some reason, the Nets gave away something that every team kills for. Teams want superstars. Superstars drive the NBA. And I get it. Kyrie's a headache. He's a cancer. He, you know, blows up every team he goes to. But he is a superstar. Kevin Durant is a superstar. And it just bothers me. It irks me that, like, we had a chance. This team was 18-2 and two just a month ago. They had an 18-2 and two stretch. They were a very good team. And people were talking about them as, you know, potential finals contenders up there with Boston, up there with Milwaukee for the East. And now, they didn't completely blow it up. The Nets still have a pretty, you know, mid to above average team. But the stars are gone. And it's kind of just like, it's a completely deflating feeling. I really do believe they should have given this one more try. Maybe I'm naive, but at the same time, like... I'm not making these odds. Like, there's a reason the Nets were up there. If they just made one more move to get themselves in a spot to get to the finals, I think they could have done it. Like, we saw some of the trades that went on today. You know, getting uh, the Nets needed a backup big man the entire year. Mo Bamba, Thomas Bryant, guys like that, they were gone. I don't think they costed too much either. Um, you know, just guys that can create their own shot. Like, the Nets could have gotten guys like that, and it would not have costed that much based on what we saw today. So... It is very frustrating how this went, and I just think the Nets should have played out the rest of this year before making any type of decision. So that's my opinion, but it is what it is now. I don't know why some fans are so in love with the 2018-19 Nets because, yeah, they were they were the fun, cute team that celebrated after three-pointers, and they had Jared Dudley. They had D'Angelo Russell come out of nowhere. They had a likable team. But that team's ceiling was the first round. Like, why do people want that? <laughs> Once again, I want championships. That's what I want when I watch sports. I want my teams to win championships. And 
you know, the Nets have a solid roster now, but they're not winning a championship. They don't have a single star on this team or even a guy that's close to a star. And they have good players. I like Dorian Finney-Smith. I like Spencer Dinwiddie, um, Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, the guys they just brought over here. They still have Royce O'Neal, still have Nick Claxton, Cam Thomas is emerging. They have a, a nice team, but it's not competing for a championship. And you had two guys on the roster already that were going to help you compete for a championship. And, you know, as I said, uh, the last couple of videos, I am working on a Nets video that's going to go over the entire big three, what happened, why it failed. And there is so much to go over. It's I've typed out 30 something pages, so it's going to be a long video. It's going to be great. So I hope you guys enjoy it. But it might not be great. It might be sad, too, if you're a Nets fan. But if you're any other fan, then you're probably going to enjoy it because I think it's going to be a good video. Um, and this trade, like, it was weird because it happened. Like, I usually go to sleep pretty late and I guess I just missed this trade by like a half hour. It came out at like one in the morning and I woke up and, you know, saw the notifications first thing in the morning. And I just wasn't that surprised. I was kind of just like, yep, that's it. Like, I'm not even surprised anymore. And, you know, the last few days were weird because we were all wondering, like, well, how does Kevin Durant feel? And we saw KD on the Nets bench, uh, I think Monday night it was, right? Or Tuesday or Wednesday night. I, don't know, I forget when they played now. I think it was Monday night because they played Monday and Tuesday. So Monday night we saw KD on the bench. And that was a day after Kyrie was traded. KD showed up, you know, with the pink beanie on and didn't really have much emotion. And I definitely pay attention to that. I've always paid attention to how our superstars body language is. And that's just something I've always done. Even when KD was here the first year with the Achilles tear, like I was looking at him saying, all right, does, is he happy here? And I try to look out for that stuff. And it wasn't as bad as James Harden last year when he um, sat on the bench his last game in Brooklyn where he had like the black hood on and just like kind of sat there like this. Kevin was watching the game and was like somewhat engaged, but just no clapping, no emotion from him. Did not take questions from reporters again. And um, you can kind of just tell then and there, if you put the pieces together, that this was not going to end well. And you can tell that he was fed up and rightfully so. He came to the Brooklyn Nets, not for the Brooklyn Nets. He came to the Brooklyn Nets to play with his best friend, Kyrie Irving. And once you get rid of his best friend, there's no reason for Kevin Durant to be here. So instead of worrying about, well, should they trade it for Pascal Siakam? It's like, no, he didn't want to be here anymore. And the Nets screwed that up. And partially Kyrie Irving screwed that up because he made it hard on the Nets to make a long-term commitment. But once again, I'm all about winning championships. Kyrie, as big of a headache as he is, as unpredictable as he is, I'm still giving him the extension because I want him and Kevin Durant here for the next two, three years and seeing what happens. There's a reason this Nets team has always been in finals contention since those guys have been here. And I know they got swept last year. I know 2021 ended with a second round loss. I still think they would have went all the way in 2021 if they were healthy. Last year, they were missing their third and fourth best players. They didn't have Joe Harris, who was still good at that time. They didn't have Ben Simmons, who was supposed to be their third best player. They did not play in the Boston series. In Boston, they had health, continuity, much, much better coach team. And the Nets still competed. It was a sweep, but the Nets lost by like four or five points in every game. They lost by one in game one. So they should have kept that series much closer than a sweep, but that was the end result. So this team did show us that, hey, they can compete. If, if they were healthier, if they had more depth, if they had a better coach, things could have been way different here. And you now had a coach in Jacques Vaughn 
who these guys really seemed to buy into. And you can tell that these guys were engaged and they were playing better defense. There was better ball movement. And when Kyrie came back from his suspension for, uh, I think, seven or eight games, whatever it was, this team was on fire. And then, of course, Durant got hurt. And while Katie was hurt, they lost their first four without him, but then they won, like, their next four out of six. And, of course, they got smacked in Boston. And then two days later, Kyrie requested his trade. So they were still in a good spot. They were fourth in the East. I think they're fifth now or something like that. But this Nets team, unless there's, like, a massive collapse, they're still going to make the playoffs. But there, there's just no expectations of going far anymore. I think they can maybe make it to the second round, which, ironically, would be the furthest they've made it with uh, the big three or even the 7-Eleven era, but you just now know for sure, like, yeah, this team's not going anywhere. And I don't know when the next time the Nets will get a star. It may be a few years, and after seeing how this experience went and how unlikable the Nets front office seems at this point, I don't know which star players want to come here and put their trust into the Brooklyn Nets. So, And still somehow Sean Marks is um, employed through all of this. And I guess there is some reason to believe in Sean Marks because he was able to get the Nets out of that dark place, you know, five years ago with no assets. And now he has a lot of assets. I mean, the assets are up here from these trades recently. The Nets had, you know, they got back uh, three or four Suns first round picks. If you include the pick swap, you got a Mavericks first for 2029, some second round picks from the uh, Jay Crowder trade today as well. So you have some things going your way in terms of assets and the Nets can maybe make a trade for another star down the line. But as I said, teams kill to be in this situation. Like, you had it. You had it. You, these guys were on your roster, both all-star starters. I get it's not always easy. And I, it, just, it just goes back to Joe Sy. Like, he wants his team ran a certain way. And there was this quote. I have it here from July 1st. It was right after Kevin Durant requested his first trade from the Brooklyn Nets. Joe Sy would rather have it seen that plays hard and he's proud to own that wins 40 games and fights for the playing than have a team that has way more talent that he's not proud to be a part of. So yeah, our owner admitted, if this is a true quote from Brian Windhorst, which he has been pretty accurate with Nets information, so I think it is pretty accurate, that our owner Joe Sy is completely fine being mediocre, as long as he's proud of the Nets. So he has that mentality of like, oh, the 2018-2019 Nets are the Nets we miss. Not for me. I don't. It was a fun year. It was great. They came out of nowhere. They won, you know, 20 games two years in a row. They won like 27 the year prior. They broke out, won 42 games, made the playoffs, but they lost in five in the first round. That team was going nowhere. And you have the opportunity to get superstars. You bring them here. And, you know, as I said, you've been in the finals contention ever since they've been here. There's been a lot of bad luck, a lot of bad injury luck. A vaccine mandate possibly broke up this team. Like, there's so many things that went against them. But you still had two guys here that were willing to stick it out. Kevin Durant admitted, you know, that he was ready to play the entire season and be all in. And he was until you traded Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie Irving, you know, came out last week. And as Chris Haynes report says, you know, the desire was to play in Brooklyn at home with the right type of extension, which means the balls in the Nets court to communicate their desire to do the same. And it just turns out that the Nets did not want to give Kyrie much of a guaranteed contract and he would have to prove things. And it's fair. I get where the Nets are. I get both sides. I'm not saying the Nets are complete morons, but you're playing to win championships once again. And I just don't think our owner cares about that. And to be a fan of this team for, geez, almost 20 years now, to, to see your owner throw away some of the most talented players in Nets history 
because either he doesn't want to pay luxury tax or he's tired of like the off the court drama to throw away any chance at a championship it just it hurts it it sucks and i don't think nets fans deserve this there there are not many nets fans out there but plenty of nets fans that know about the the hard days when we were watching guys like Chris Douglas Roberts and Courtney Lee playing for the Nets and they were a terrible team and you know Chris Humphreys was one of our best players for a bit like Nets fans have seen some shit and like we deserved a um a good product on the floor and we got it for a bit but as I've said you know the big three only played 16 games together it didn't last very long and Harden got out and then it was left with Kevin Durant Kyrie they were doing pretty well this year. I mean, the game after Kevin Durant went out. So Kevin Durant got hurt at Miami. I think this was like probably in late January. Actually, it was early January. So January 8th is when Kevin Durant got hurt. The Nets were 27 and 13 after that game. So you're 27 and 13, second seed in the East, even with Ben Simmons like playing like not that good. Like he was maybe like 50% of the guy he was in Philly. And you were still 27 and 13. And that should prove to you right there. You have the talent to compete. All right. You're, you have not beat Boston in a long time, but they just beat Milwaukee, you know, kind of recently. Not that recently, but like they beat Milwaukee in late December, December 23rd. Um, they're beating other teams that are good. They came back and beat Golden State. I think that was without, yeah, without KD on January 22nd. Kyrie had 38 that game. Kyrie had 48 the game before that. Kyrie gave you 40 versus the Pistons in a loss. Um, Kyrie was playing very well. I, I I don't support what he posted on social media this year. I don't support that he left the Nets randomly in the first full year together with KD. You know, but still, as I said in the beginning, it comes down to superstars. That's how you win in this league. And our owner doesn't care. He wants 40 wins and a team he's proud of. So I hope Joe Sy is proud. I really do. I hope that, you know, this is a guy who came in and said his uh, religion is winning. Well, that was a lie because this guy would rather just be mediocre than compete for a championship. But oh, well. Now, Kyrie, as I mentioned, he said a couple weeks ago that his desire was to stay in Brooklyn. And maybe that was a lie. Maybe it wasn't. I think he still wanted to be a net. And Kyrie at the podium as a member of the Mavericks, he had this quote. This was in the works like after year one. I was unsure about whether I wanted to be in Brooklyn long term again because of things that were happening behind the scenes. Um, yeah, I don't think that's true. I really don't. Now that he's traded, he will say that, of course, to make the Nets look bad and things like that. But if the Nets gave Kyrie a fully guaranteed max deal, he'd still be a net right now. He would. And KD, they'd both be here. Last year at this time, so I guess it would be February 9th of 2022, the Nets still had Harden, they still had Kyrie, they still had KD. Like, you still have one of the best teams in basketball. And they were struggling at this time because, you know, KD was out, Harden was dealing with the hammy, and Kyrie was only playing Rota games. But these three, I believe, should have stayed together. It would have given them the best chance to win a championship. Now, Kevin Durant going to Phoenix with, you know, Booker, Paul, Ayton, that's a great chance to win as well. So I can't fault him for that. I can't see Kyrie winning with Luka by himself. That would just be very tough in a very stacked Western Conference. And for the Sixers, it's possible. The East is not very good, but I just feel like the Sixers always fold. I don't trust them. You know, playoff Harden has had some bad moments. So I would not entirely count on that. These guys together, those three guys, were playing very well. Limited time, of course. Only, you know, 16 games, as I mentioned. But they looked very good together. And looking at the Nets now... They have a solid roster. You have 
Spencer Dinwiddie. You have Mikael Bridges. You have Dorian Finney-Smith. You have Nick Claxton. You have the emerging Cam Thomas. Um, Cameron Johnson, if I didn't mention him. Royce O'Neal. Joe Harris, the corpse of Joe Harris. He's not very good anymore, but maybe one day he'll bounce back. Edmund Sumner's been a nice player. Like, they have guys. There's people on this team that are not that bad. So, it's just crazy how quick of a turnaround this was. Like, literally a month ago, it was all good. Like, this team was coming off their 20 or their 18 and 2 stretch, second place in the East, one game back of the Boston Celtics. They were one game back of the Celtics. Then they lost to them at home in the first game without KD. Gave them a good fight, but they lost. Um, and now we're here, and things are completely different. So I would assume the Nets finish out the year as a playoff team, maybe a 6, 7, 8 seed. Um, they'll play a good team in the first round. They'll probably play Philly. They'll probably play Milwaukee or something like that. And um, they'll try to escape the first round somehow, but I'm not expecting much. You know, I mean, the Nets are going to be rebuilding now for a bit. It's it's not a complete rebuild. It won't be like they, they, they're not going to win 20 games anytime soon, but if they keep this core, they, they should stay afloat. They'll be fine, and they'll be the, you know, team around 40 wins that their owner wants. And hopefully, once again, that Joe Sy is proud of this team because that's all we really care about. It annoys me because, you know, some of the reasoning, I guess, for getting rid of KD and Kyrie and not really getting anybody on a big contract back was, you know, they were saving like $100 million in cap space. And, of course, that brings down the luxury tax that the owner has to pay. And people are worried about Joe size wallet, but the guy is worth like seven or eight billion dollars. Like, why do we care about what's in his wallet, man? Like, come on, seriously. Like, the guy is worth billions and billions, and we're caring about him spending some extra money on star players. Like, that should not be an excuse. But that's just another part of it. Um, so going forward, yeah, I don't know what to expect. This Nets team is weird. It, there's a lot of wing players. They still don't have a backup center. They still don't address backup center, which is it's it's egregious at this point how they don't have a backup center after all this time. But the first game's in an hour. They're playing the Bulls tonight. I think it's on national TV, so that should be interesting. But I don't know. It, it's just it's really crappy how this ended. Um, I'm looking forward to getting that video out and you know basically summarizing the entire big three. I'll try to finish that by this weekend for you guys. But, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. Leave in the comments how you feel. Shitty day to be a Nets fan. But, as I always say, something's always going to go wrong with this franchise. And that ended up being right. So, hope you guys enjoyed. And I'll talk to you guys next time.